Titus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Helming Power Hour. <laughs> Happy New Year and all that kind of good stuff. First episode for 2017 for us here at the Hell Ming Power Hour. And uh, we did a poll out there to decide what movie to cover for you guys. And you guys unanimously, 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 you uh, you covered our poll. <laughs> and uh, with that poll, you came up with the Wraith. So uh, this is the listener's choice episode, I guess you would say. So... Uh, we're going to have a good time diving into this movie. Uh, we recently just went back and breezed through it just to catch up on some things, and we were laughing just as hard with each other as we were without each other. Yeah, and, and you know, just remember, as you listen to this, you chose it. Welcome back, and uh, we hope that we can do justice to the listener's choice. Right. And if things sound a little differently, we are actually together using the same microphone in the same vicinity and uh so that's exciting stuff so uh a little different change up we got some new ideas coming at you it's going to happen on this episode so hope you enjoy it we'll be right back hi i'm farrah fawcett and when i'm not painting naked i'm listening to the hell ming power hour the hell ming power hour is brought to you by in the end, there can be only one. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! Are we rolling, Charlie? Yeah, Randy, we're rolling. Okay, then, let's rock it. Hi, I'm Randy Newman. And I was asked by the guys over at the Handyman Power Drill to do my own show. No, Randy. Helming Power Hour. Uh, what kind of silly name is that? It's, it's a show. <laughs> it's silly. Anyway, this is called Ask Randy. It's a show where I give you advice to help your life be more complete. So let's see what kind of questions we got here. This first question is from Matthew Tangent. He asks, What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Really? 
What kind of question is that? It just, that's what came in on the show. So. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you should ask your, I don't know, history teacher. Maybe they could tell you. Being that they're flying, I would say it's probably the same for everybody. So 55 miles per hour. Next question. This next was from R.J. McCready. Who wanted to play Brody in Jaws, but was rejected by Steven Spielberg? I don't get it. Come on, Randy, we're running out of time. I thought, I thought I was supposed to be answering like personal questions. Well, yeah, and you have to. Stuff but like that. Do you even know the answer to oh, this yeah. question? Do you even know? Well, yeah, everybody knows the answer. Well, then who is it then? You should tell yeah. them. You need to tell oh, them okay. who it is. Uh, RJ, the answer is Lucille Ball. Next question. This question is also from Matthew Tangent. Boy, this guy needs to find a job or something. Dear Randy, my wife thinks I own too many movies. What should I tell her? Well, Matthew, they have this thing called a divorce. And they come in pretty heavy sometimes. And being it's your movie fan, you might could take some advice from one of them movies you like. You ever seen The Shining? I think you know what I mean. Next question. This next one looks a little more serious. It says, Dear Randy, I have been dating Ian for several months. We met at work and my friends convinced me to go out with him. I thought he was nice and just a shy guy. Now that we've been dating, I realize that that's not the case. Ian plays video games a lot. They consume his life. He gets so aggravated that he slams buttons and curses incessantly. My nerves can't handle hearing it. He is also critical of me. It's mostly about my weight, but he also tells me I'm horrible and stupid. He complains about the way I play video games and my cooking, etc. Sometimes he loses his temper and snaps at me. He's never intimate with me, but I know he's straight because he watches porn when he thinks I'm asleep. Well, part of me wants to end it, but this is my first real relationship and I'm not sure that I can do any better. Help me, please. Conflicted in Virginia. Well, you know, Conflicted, I bet a song will fix it. So your relationship is going flat Cause you're horrible and you're really fat And your boyfriend won't get naked Cause he's busy playing Contra 2 He's kicking the Sega and he likes to curse But your gaming sucks and your cooking's worse And I'm your friend, boy, so I'm here to tell you what to do well, you can dress like a werewolf and drive around Flash all the bums when you go downtown But to be really honest, I can't think of anything else that you can do So if your love life isn't going well And you're a big old girl from what I can tell You probably need to exercise And buy some Taco Bell Well, I sure hope that helps your problem so don't forget to send in your questions. You can go on the Facebook page. It's a Facebook page. It's called Ask Randy. You can put your questions on there. And I will try my best to answer your questions. See you next time, boys and girls.
Alrighty, everybody. Episode 26, talking about the 1986 classic, The Wraith. I remember this one being on quite a bit back in the day. I know quite a few of, of you out there were showing the love for this movie. And uh, why not? It's it's a classic all to itself. Now, I've got to admit, when I started watching it over again, I was I was uh, I was concerned because the first few minutes I I just wasn't feeling it. But as it went through, as it continued on, I, I really I really saw the the joy again, and I I learned to enjoy it one more time. One more time. One more just, time. Just one. Just time for one more. One more time with Charlie Sheen is enough. That's right, because you're winning. He can he can wreck somebody one more time if you give him a chance. So in order to do this, we've kind of reassessed ourselves a little bit and realized that in order for us to go back and talk about these movies, to really get into the mindset of this thing, we kind of have to take a trip back into the time machine. And so we're going to reach over here and tap on the and we're going back to 1986. Here we go. Oh, what's going on? Strap yourselves down! Ah, here we are. 1986. 1986. Wow. It looks just like I left it. Well, you know, being that I've said everything based off this swatch that I'm wearing... Well, you know, the uh, the see-through jellyfish was always a very popular swatch. Right. And a little bit of moose in the hair, so we're ready to go. I don't have a moose in my hair. My head would not support it. <laughs> so before we step any further, to give us a little more background on this iconic movie, we have a synopsis from the one and only Swedish chef. Dorby, Dorby, Dorby. Thank you, Swedish Chef. Man, I don't know what we could cover that that synopsis didn't just do so much justice to. I mean, there was so much information in that that could have been a synopsis for any movie that we cover. It it probably will be. I did hear him say Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and I heard vehicles. The vehicles, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, in our typical format of what we do on this show, Danny, what's our number one reason of why we check out his movie? Well, I'm just going to say that there are a lot of reasons to watch this movie. The top one that I have, it's got to be Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Randy Quaid as uh, as Lieutenant Loomis of the uh, of the police department. There, uh, he has so many just just <laughs> over the top lines when he's talking to these scumbags that uh, that he wants to get information out of. And every time he he steps onto the screen, he's really just eating it up, which which isn't always the case for Randy Quaid. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. He, he's just chewing this thing up. Probably the only real legitimate acting job that's done in this movie because everything else is kind of cardboard. He's uh, he's putting a little more into it than the other ones are, but that's still not saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
it's great though. Like you, he he does a great job being the lawman and you know really playing that up. It's all kind of you want to say it's cardboard, but it it's kind of a simple story, and nobody plays beyond their part. Well, I mean, the Swedish chef just told us what uh, what all entails in this story. So, I'm not sure what he told us there. <laughs> I think he was making meatballs. <laughs> Two. <laughs> meatballs. Meathead. <laughs> Meathead. <laughs> no, but I mean, for those of you who are not familiar with The Wraith, I mean, in a nutshell, it is a revenge film uh, where a street racer from the beyond comes back to avenge his murder uh, by a gang of toughs, of 80s toughs. Right, and appa- apparently in the eighties, though, or in the afterlife, or wherever he's coming from, they all drive Chryslers, and they also, as avenging angels, have weird silver braces on their body that disappear. Right. Yeah. So if anybody, I mean, that that's that's the big mystery of this movie is, uh, yeah, these things kind of disintegrate or whatever, and. If anybody has an explanation of what that was all about, feel free to share because. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're laying around, they disintegrate. Maybe this is a sign of how long he has to live on Earth to take care of this revenge story. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm okay with not knowing why, but but it definitely was. It was very overt. Let's show this silver brace, and then he just killed somebody, and now it disappears. So th- there was something uh, that meant something to somebody there. Silver brace. Silver brace. It's killing time. And where they at? Arizona for Charlie Sheen <laughs> Nantucket yeah they're they're out, out west somewhere um it probably was established on a street sign at the beginning that melted when the four <laughs> furies from outer space came to inform all of the return of the wraith <laughs> so man <laughs> that was great I, I like that thanks I I wrote it up and very intentional very intentional (laughs) (laughs) all right my number one reason has to be clint howard's hairdo man yeah the thing is unbelievable i think that might have been what the swedish chef was talking about because he looked an awful lot like a muppet i tell you man kid and play hey nothing on clint howard man and and i think that his name in this was rughead wasn't it like the guys called him rughead And uh, I didn't remember that from before, but but he definitely looks like a cartoon character, and he's got the flyaway hair and the big goggles, and and his teeth are just Clint Howard's teeth. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sight to behold, folks. So number one reason for me, man, <laughs> Clint Howard's unbelievable hairdo. I know that that some of our listeners who are in love with this movie might find it disturbing that we have come so far and we haven't mentioned Charlie Sheen as a reason to watch this movie. So with that being said, my second reason is 80s bad guys. <laughs> I mean, these guys, they're, they're, they, one of them has like a three-colored mohawk and he's and he's drinking hydraulic fluid and his buddy's got like one row of yellow teeth and one row of white teeth and and then there there's a guy in a letter jacket yeah yeah what was this host he was like hey i'm and then there was the main baddie who you know wore a leather jacket and had a switchblade and he liked to threaten people man and just the fact that that you know they're not really that bad of guys i mean it's like they really want to be and they want to convince you that they are but 
they're really not. Well, and I said this during the movie when when we were kind of looking at it again. They weren't the worst guys, but I was really glad when they got killed. <laughs> and you know, so you get this gang of baddies with names such as Gutter Boy, uh, Skank, Skank. Rughead, I guess. Augie. Augie. And so you had all these names that are kind of cool, punky kind of names, led by a guy named Packard. Not so punk. No, no. And he had like the like the wave mullet going on, you know, with the long in the back and all wavy on top. And I don't know. He, he was a uh, he definitely had everybody scared of him. Well, it just the, the big takeaway from this is, you know, Never cross the path of a bad guy that wears a puka shell necklace, because apparently that's bad news. Yeah, well, those guys are typically the ones who fall in love with girls who repeatedly tell them that they have no interest in them and just, hey, hey, we're going to be together. Absolutely. So speaking of the bad guys, and I know we're, we're, you know, keep talking about Charlie Sheen. So my next reason is the killer soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, you got some Ozzy in there, uh, Secret Loser, great song. You got some Motley Crue going on, uh, Robert Palmer. A lot of cool tunes in this movie, man. It, it is a stacked soundtrack. And I know we talk about the soundtracks a lot in these movies, but this one is basically legit hits of the time, man. Kicking soundtrack. Works well with the movies. This is that time frame, and I brought this up when we were talking about it. Top Gun kind of set the stage for all this kind of stuff. Iron Eagle, you had these kind of movies. So getting these big uh, artists to do these songs, these movies with the MTV generation was just kind of the standard of the time. And this one really did a good job of picking good songs for the movie. Even if the movie didn't quite deserve some of these songs, good song selections, I think. Well, you know, and whether or not it deserved the soundtrack it got, I I think it was a fine movie for what it was. And it was a, it was a revenge film. It obviously was bankrolled by by Dodge because all the cars in it, you know, from the Daytona that they mentioned about twelve times. Get the Daytona to the Turbo Interceptor, you know, which which is mentioned once by name. And it was it was kind of a Dodge commercial, but also it was a good revenge flick. You know, you hated the bad guys, you liked the good guy, you you believed in the story, you you knew where it was going, but it still managed to kind of throw you some curves. There was some interesting. Uh, yeah, he, his modus operandi is to, to take people on a on a race, and then when they get where they're going, he gets a little bit ahead of them, and then when they come around the next corner, bam, they hit him in the car, everything explodes, and he doesn't die, but they sure do. Yep. And, you know, even knowing that that's going to happen, he, they still manage to kind of switch it up. Oh, the thing is, is you figure they'd learn it from the first time. I don't know. Maybe they didn't get to see the news at nine or whatever, but, you know. Dude is racing you. He gets way ahead of you. He turns sideways in the road. You run into him and you explode. Well, I mean, nobody saw that, and and the and the parts of the interceptor just disappear. Right, and then he just comes rolling out like he's the car or something like right. that. Right? Yeah, like ding, 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 ding. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, it's just teenage revenge in a car. Hey, speaking of, if this could be like a sequel, did you hear about the Wraith Two? No. The float? The float. Yes. That leads me into my very next thing to watch for in this movie, which is, which is the sequence down at the canyon <laughs> where Sherilyn Finn and Charlie Sheen go swimming and uh, and they're they're on some matching floats out there, you know, talking yeah! about Yeah. 
swimming. Right. <laughs> swimming with Sherilyn Fenn down at the lake uh, at the bottom of the canyon. I mean... Swimming with Sherilyn Finn. Swimming with Sherilyn Finn. That's all you got to say. That, That's all you got to say. You don't have to say anything else. Then I guess I'm done. Yeah. Don't Drop worry. the mic. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just saying, saying that that was, that was the un... Told sequel, the float. The float. He comes back as a float and floats lazily down the river until he, you know, manages to go over a waterfall that pops him and then floats further down the river until he falls and asphyxiates on the next victim. <laughs> Say a lifeguard that failed to save a kid and uh, that boy became Jason. That's right. That's how these things happen. So keep your float in check, dude. <laughs> Because these bad guys, they're road pirates, and they cheat to win. Road pirates. Road pirates. Who cheat to win. Well, yeah, you're pirates. You're not going to be you know, truthful or anything like yeah, that. The, those, those statements were connected. <laughs> we're the road pirates. What's your next reason, man? Mine? Well, since we're still talking about Charlie Sheen so much, I'm going to say Sherilyn Finn. Sherilyn Finn. Yes. Yeah, she's she was attractive the first time I saw her in uh in Twin Peaks. That's the first time you saw her. Well, it probably wasn't because I had seen the Wraith. I just didn't recognize her as because because I was a kid. You got to remember, uh, just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. So you know what? She's one of those people that's been around for a long time, but I didn't know I was watching her. Right. I'm kind of the same way. I think she got more attention during the uh, uh yeah that other show. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Twin I mean, Peaks. Yes. Well, she was a major player in that show, and that show got a lot of play. I mean, a lot of people really liked it. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's, I mean, there's no sense in elaborating in it. It's Sherilyn Finn. I'm a fan. Yeah. Sherilyn Finn. Sherilyn Finn. Sherilyn Finn. She was in that movie with uh, Julian Sands, right? Yeah, the one with Julian Sands and Sherilyn Finn in it. Yeah. Said uh, Huckleberry Finn, same as it ever was. (laughs) moving on (laughs) so my next reason is charlie sheen oh wait a minute but specifically charlie sheen riding up on a dirt bike wearing a blue jean jacket and no shirt that's right (laughs) (laughs) we got a young charlie sheen in this movie and he's a He's he's playing the part just right for what he needs to do. He's he's a little mysterious, and uh, and he rides up and says, "Hey, do you know the way to San Antonio, uh, Carson <laughs> Square, something like that?" And and Sherilyn Finn's like, "Absolutely, young man. I like your blue jean jacket and no shirt action." That's right. And he's like, "You want to see action? You jump on the back of this dirt bike." That's right. And uh, road ready. And then what happens? Packer comes along, yep. ruins it all. Hewlett Packard shows up. I can't wait for that guy to die. Ruins the day. Yeah. Him and his fancy Corvette with the silver and the red with the pinstripes down the side, thinking he's all cool. I didn't even I didn't even notice that Corvette. With the puka shell net necklace and his driver's gloves. And his switchblade that he drags across his own hand to, yeah. to prove that when you 
Don't feel anything. You can do anything. And his black boots and his black jacket. This isn't about Packer, though. This <laughs> is about Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Sherilyn Finn. No shirt. Sherilyn Finn. No shirt as well. Yeah, there's a part where Sherilyn Finn's not wearing a couple of parts. All right, one reason to watch The Wraith is the canyon love montage. <laughs> canyon love between... Canyon love! Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those 80s montages of love where you have the, the soft poppy love music. And canyon the, uh, love! The girl and the guy go and have a fun day. Do-do-do-do. In some cold water. <laughs> Very cold water. Yeah, he mentions it. Barry Goldwater. Barry Goldwater. I don't I don't think he was 1986. <laughs> Canyon Love. But yeah, the Canyon Love montage, everybody. Anyway, what you got next? Sherilyn Finn. <laughs> uh, we, co- we covered Sherilyn Finn. We'll come back to Sherilyn Finn. What you got? So good, you have to cover it twice. Like two pieces of bread with butter. I think we at least four times now. All right. My <laughs> next reason is uh, Kay's Burgers. <laughs> Big K's burgers. The 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 burger joint that everybody works at. I mean, there is a montage of eighties proportions. Yes. Where uh where there are like car hops and and people getting burgers and fries in the hot sun. People tapping their hands and snapping their fingers out of time to Robert Palmer. Yeah. And you know, what do you have behind there? You have the uh the dead brothers. The dead brothers? The dead brother. The, brother? the people that own the You place. have the living brother. Yeah, the of living the dead brother, brother of the dead brother. K, I guess. Okay. Sure. The K? No, I don't think he owns the place. He acts like he owns the place, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> they're um but they're making some burgers and uh it's just a it's a good time in the eighties until the bad guys arrive. Right. Then it's a bad time. <laughs> Did I mention eighties bad guys? Because they're bad. Yep. With the necklaces and everything. So, did I mention Sherilyn Finn? That's my next reason. It says that he's bad guys again. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I love the fact of... Another reason why this is, like you said earlier, the, the, the crashes, the races, and all that good stuff. But I love the fact of... For two of the, the races that they have, they use the same footage. <laughs> they just, you know, use... The shots of the cars up close... Or obviously the different cars, but the pattern that's driven on the road, and they even passed the same car at the same location in the middle of the race that they did in the race before. Don't know what you're talking about. So, All that was original footage. Movie crazy. magic. It's fantastic. Look out for the little brown or maroon colored Ford Escort that they pass. You know why they passed it? Because it's a Ford Escort. They're racing in the best machinery that Dodge had to offer. In 1986, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> I don't, I don't joke about dodges, man. Hey, get the Daytona. Get man. the Daytona. <laughs> Look, so I'm gonna lump two reasons into one here, and I'm gonna say one reason to watch out for is the shop explosion. Oh, that was my next one. Well, well, you know, and actually, I said the garage explosion. Yeah, when the when the wraith car drives into the shop and it explodes with maximum prejudice. I mean, it explodes <laughs> to the sky. <laughs> you brought up the fact that it looked like an explosion from Commando. It did. It looked like that whole bunker explosion from Commando. And 
And I wanted to lump in also that Clint Howard is getting out of town. He didn't know that they killed the guy. He's not in, he's not impl- implicated in all that. And he decides he's leaving. And on the way out of the shop that's about to explode, he gives both of his compatriots, Skank and Gutterboy, the snake bite. That's right. So watch for it. He uses two fingers. He gives them the snake bite. That is a curse that should not be leveled That's against right. people. Yep, folks, do not go around giving people the snake bite because you will explode. Because the wraith, this wraith is going to get you. <laughs> and they're like, going to blow it up. And they're like, what? 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 I can hear again and I can see. <laughs> but who am I? <laughs> oh, Be careful with that. That's dangerous, man. Yeah. <laughs> so my next reason, the garage explosion. Nice. Well, explain that garage explosion. Well, what happens, see, is uh, Clint Howard is upset, and he says that, hey, the Wraith is going to come get you guys, and he gives him the snake eyes. Yeah. And then he leaves, and then while he's driving by, the Wraith comes by, which for some reason Clint Howard gave it the name. The whole movie is named because of Clint Howard just making up a name, the Wraith. Yeah, he says, this Wraith's going to get you, and they're like, this what? He's what? like, this ghost, man! What? And then, you know, he just drives right up in there, and boom! Zam! Man, I don't remember that part. Yeah. That sounds that sounds pretty good. Yeah. It is big explosion, a lot of sounds, uh, a lot of teeth gnashing. <laughs> All right, we're going a little out of order now, but I'm going to say that my next reason is the digital radio killer scene where they show you the the otherworldly motor <laughs> of the Wraith's car. He says, I got a digital radio killer, and I'm going to put it on your car if you try and run. You're dead. And then they open up the thing, and there's this like beating heart of a motor with with electricity arcing off of it, and it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, I mean, you you look at I don't know Back to the Future and stuff like that. Flux capacitor, nothing on this motor, man. Nah, this thing is beyond worldly. And we're here in 1986. I think I'm going to go check it out. That's right. Uh, so yeah, it, and it's all just a scene to show you this. I don't know, twenty seconds, not even twenty seconds, oh, ten yeah. seconds of CGI looked looking motor sitting yeah. there. It's worth it because yeah. it, it's it's an awesome image, you know. And, and the whole thing, you know, you got a lot of good images there. The wraith who comes back to kill people. He he walks into their shop at one point. You know, he he looks badass doing it. You know, they, they have like coronas of light around him. He's off on a on a canyon far away looking over the thing. His car is is always, you know, prominent. He they do a really good job of making him a really stylized, cool phantom killer. Right. For sure. And before we blow up the garage, there's another garage scene that's pretty cool. Where he just walks in and just starts shooting everything. So here's my question again for the fans, because again, I know this is this is nineteen eighty six. We're we're back in this time frame. We're looking at the people in their rude dog shirts and Panama Jack stuff. But it didn't make a lot of sense for him to walk in and shoot the place up and not kill the bad guys then. Well, I think the answer can be found a couple of years later with when uh, the Wraith Two? No, when when, when Tupac <laughs> Shakur meets uh meets Janet Jackson. In poetic justice. Oh, oh, okay. Poetic, poetic justice. justice. Yes. Hey. But we're in '86. So that hasn't happened yet. No, we '86. That one. Boom. <laughs> All right. So my next reason: Lieutenant Loomis likes a little coffee with his sugar. <laughs> so watch for this scene. You know, Randy Quaid shows up. We haven't even gotten into Randy Quaid and his amazing lines because they're going to come in a different segment. But 
he shows up and talks to the uh, the 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 burger flipper, and uh, and while he's talking to him, he picks up a cup of coffee. He sips it once and decides it needs a little sugar, and for the next. 45 seconds solid. He's just pouring sugar into this cup. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. Actually, Danny pointed it out to me. We were watching it again, and it's it's a nonstop. It, it's not like he's just shaking the thing and getting a little sugar out. It's basically turning the thing upside down and just let it pour out like you would like on somebody's head. Like he's got a cup of sugar. And it goes on for a good 30 seconds. It's amazing. It really is. So, yeah, Randy Quaid with the sugar. Unbelievable. It is movie magic. How did how did they do that without the cup overflowing? CGI. That's probably what I'm thinking. Yeah. It was really just sloshing sugar all over that room, but you couldn't see it because they just edited it all out. Yeah. It's it's invisible sugar. So and Or maybe they just had a hole in the bottom of the cup, right? And he just poured it straight through on his shoes. Nice. Yeah, That's, you have to be creative like that in the '80s, you know. We, you know, like, yeah, I'm kicking around the CGI word, and when we're talking, these folks are looking at me like, "Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about." Well, we are in a mall, and they're looking at everybody that way. Yeah, so you know, we're we're cool like that. So that's that's my I, those are all my reasons. Is that all you got? That's a pretty good. Well, I do have one more. What you got, Sherilyn Finn? What? <laughs> I think that's her over there at the uh, Burger World. At the Spencer's Gifts. At Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. Where you can buy all the slutty stuff you want. Hey, why wouldn't I? Did we mention we have new sponsors for this show? Spencer's is not one of them. No, but we do have uh, Cindy's Sensational Sense. Or Cindy's Sensational Smells. Pardon me. Come smell the difference. (laughs) Come smell the difference, folks. So Cindy's Sensational Smells, for when the smells that you're used to just aren't enough anymore, or maybe are too smelly. <laughs> and since we're plugging uh, our people that are sponsoring us, another big sponsor, which I'm kind of tied into, it's a new company I started called The Morgan's Taco and Run, where our slogan is, uh, two tamales coming right up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, about the Wraith, I mean, we may have been making fun of it to some degree, but in rewatching it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the the killer in it, the revenge killer, he's he's cool looking. The car is awesome. The, yep. the racing scenes, although some of them are recycled, are still pretty harrowing. Um, well, it was so good you had to watch it twice. That's right. They just they were like, you know, that scene was great. Can just, we put it on again? Just use it again, man. And we can't stress enough, man. Randy Quaid. Right, you know, I mean, he he he's great in this movie. And I would like to have the script. You know, I would like to have the script of this movie because there are some amazing lines from all the, the people. And, and that's going to segue directly into our next big segment. Yes, we have a new segment for you guys. This new segment that we have is going to be called Top 5 Lines. And we have a theme song that goes with that. It goes like this. Top 5 Lines. Top 5 Lines. Top 5 Lines. Yay! All right. So the top five lines, Danny picks five, I pick five. We may have more than that for this one, but it's a starting point. So for top five lines, what's your number one top line? Okay, my top line is Randy Quaid talking to Skank and Gutter Boy when he says, you two crater heads get done mining for nose gold, you give me a call. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good when you two crater heads. Yeah. Just making sure I got that right there. What what's your first top? My line? first one is by it's when Cheryl and Finn ha says, Sorry about the ride this morning. 
Nice. <laughs> it tells so much in so short a time. <laughs> what you got? All right, between Skank and Gutterboy, Skank says, I smell a cop. Gutterboy says, I smell french fries, but that don't make no sense. Quack, <laughs> quack. Hey, I don't say them. I, I didn't write them. I just read them. My next one is from, from Loomis when he says, Augie Fisher, there's not enough of him left to stick in a cigar box. <laughs> uh, again with Randy Quaid. Now, did we say that he was blown it away with this one? He said, strange place you got here. Unique and a depressing, unique when it's depressing qualities. <laughs> so strange place you got here. Unique and it's depressing qualities. <laughs> oh, so uh, my next one is when Packard's talking to Sherilyn Finn, and he goes, "You and me, we're like blood brothers." <laughs> <laughs> Probably why she doesn't want to pursue that relationship. Yeah, but <laughs> he's trying his best to wow her, and that's the line he comes up with. Yeah, well, that's Packer for you. We're like blood brothers. Here's another Packer line, buddy. I put that kidney buster down if I was you. This place is full of ether and acetylene. Really? <laughs> I think we're establishing that his lines are inferior to those of Randy Quaid. Yes. Uh, Gutter Boy says, shotgun? I don't know nothing about no shotgun. Really? Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> Again, Randy Quaid says, Time to drain that drug overdose you got sloshing above your eyebrows and tell me who's driving that other car. <laughs> Just a good one. His delivery on that is fantastic. Oh, that drug overdose you got sloshing above your eyebrows. And my number five one, or however we want to look at this, my number one one. My number one one. One one. That almost makes 11, I think. One is the loneliest number. Anyways, Charlie Sheen says, You going to eat that chicken? That, you that scene, the, yeah. You remember that? I do. I think he said it to Sherilyn Finn. <laughs> Sherilyn Finn. Um, well, my last line, it's from the Burger Chef, and he says... <laughs> the Burger Burger Chef. <laughs> it's from the Burger Chef, and he says, You don't get my car, <laughs> and if you're not nice, you won't get those burgers with mayo and Thousand Island dressing like you love them. <laughs> Like you love them. <laughs> like you love them. So, yeah, there you go. Top five lines. Or so. Top five lines. Top five lines. Top five lines. Yay! <laughs> the kids come up with that one. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. We're going to segue right into our rating schedule as well. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I will have to give this movie 15 Dodge Daytonas. Oh, nice. I will give it uh, 217 You and Me. We're like blood brothers. Nice. <laughs> we could go the uh, the silver brace route, but they just tend to disappear. Yeah. I'll you give know? you negative five silver braces. Yep. That's what the movie gave us. <laughs> I, I give it 47 naked Packards laying in his demolished car. Why was he naked? Uh, they, why, why when the wraith kills you, you're naked? He takes you back to your birth. He steals your clothes. 
it's, it's the clothes wraith. I, I think I got it. He steals their clothes, compresses them down into imitation silver braces, and then they disappear because they're not the real ones that also disappear from his See, body. See, this again proves my theory that everything leads back to Phantasm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian Blessed, what do you think of the wraith? Let the combat begin! To the death! Yes, to the death. Nice. But yeah, thanks to all of our listeners out there for offering this movie up. I had it. We we had it on the list of movies to to review it when was we started this. Yeah. It was it was part of the the movie list. But revisiting it, I, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys kind of intrigued us because we're like, what's with all the love for the Wraith all of a sudden? And uh, and somebody did say, hey, every movie on this list would make a, a good episode. So we're going to kind of follow that as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of overlooked it as well and really did enjoy going back and watching this. So Big K Burgers forever. Big K Burgers with all of your mayo and Thousand Island dressing for just, all you Packards out there. Just the way you like it. Just, just the way you love it. Just the way you love just it. Just the way you love it. Sherilyn Finn. Welcome to the Helming Power Hours. Just the way you love it. 1986. That's right. We're going to head back in the time machine. We'll be back in just a second. Oh! <laughs> I'll never get used to this. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Rodney, you want to go hang out downtown? Nah, I can't, man. Why not, man? It's my hair. Sound familiar? Could you be more successful? Feel more confident? Have a better love life? Be more proud of who you are? Tired of letting your hair loss keeping you from enjoying life? Then it's time to join Clint Howard's Hair Club. We are on the forefront of hair loss research, constantly evolving our range of products that prevent and stop hair loss. Stop blindly purchasing treatments online or in drugstores. Allow our Howard hair loss experts to analyze your hair and scalp to assist you in choosing the right product to meet your expectation. You will see results. The Clint Howard Hair Club is the only hair research using the new freaking laser therapy that delivers a specific wavelength of light to the scalp area, stimulating tissue molecules that regrow and strengthen hair to prevent hair loss. This high-tech breakthrough technology delivers impressive results with just minutes a day, a few times a week, in the comfort of your own home. Don't take our word for it. Check out one of our clients' comments. Yeah, having my hair back made me confident. I have no limitations now. Whether I'm just putting on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt to hang out with the family, or killing a guy so I can take his car and kidnap his girlfriend. Life is good. The Clint Howard Hair Club. Because your hair loss is on us. 
Hello, folks. Are you returning back from the dead, seeking vengeance for wrongs done to you while you were alive? Are you in need of a vehicle for vengeance? Well, come on down to Bob Vengeance Motors, where we're your complete dealer for cars, guns, body accoutrements, and vengeance. We can get you a very special Dodge M4S, only one like it in the world, fully available to you for your vengeance here at Bob Vengeance Motors. Whether your car needs to beat a 1970 Chevy Corvette, an 84 Vet, a 1986 Dodge Daytona Turbo Z, a 1977 Pontiac Firebird, a 1966 Plymouth Barracuda, or a 1970s GMC. You can even beat a 1987 Dodge Daytona Shelby Z. You can also be completely equipped with a Francia Spass 12 shotgun with a folding stock, making it look very cool. It's a 12-gauge tactical shotgun made solely in Italy. It can function both as pump and semi-automatic for your vengeance needs. All of this is available to you with the use of our Dodge Custom M4S car and Francia Spaz 12 shotgun combination. We'll even equip you with strange metal bar body attachments that will be used as support braces of some sort and disappear with each kill of your vengeance. Come on down to Bob Vengeance where we're your complete dealer for cars, guns, body accoutrements, and vengeance. Bob Vengeance Motors. And now, story time with Jimmy Stewart. Well, kids, gather around. I'm going to tell you a good story. Uh, it's a famous children's tale of a rawhead rex by Jack Handy. Uh, three farmers are attempting to remove a stone column from a field. A thunderstorm appears out of nowhere, and smoke pours from the ground. Lightning strikes the column. Oh, oh. The monster rawhead Rex rises from the dirt. See the picture? Yeah, he needs a shower. Rawhead drags a boy's dead body through the forest. Oh. It comes upon a trailer park. A teenager named Andy Johnson, two first names, is trying to make out with his girlfriend as PDA boys and girls. The two teens head into the woods soon after. Howard sees Rawhead on top of a distant hill with Andy's head in his hand. That's right, PDA ruins lives. On the road, Howard's daughter needs to go to the bathroom, so Howard pulls over and, and lets her go by a tree. Hearing her suddenly scream, Howard and his wife rush to her. Go! Go! Howard, go! Howard's son stays in the van alone. Not a good sign, kids. You gotta have her buddy. Rawhead kills Howard's son and takes the body into the woods. See, kids, I just said that. See the picture? Good, good. Infuriated by the police's unsuccessful efforts to track down Rawhead, Howard returns to the church. He discovers that there's a, a weapon shown in a stained glass window that can be used to defeat the monster. Well, that's good, kids. Good. It's a climax. Rawhead arrives at the church to baptize O'Brien, 
by urinating on him. Now, kids, you know he's not a hydrant, okay? Good, good. I'm glad you know that. Coot tells Howard that Rawhead is afraid of something in the altar. Oh. Howard, by using a candlestick, opens the altar and gets to the weapon. Ah, now we're good. Howard tries to use the weapon, but it has no effect. You see, kids, it was not charged up. Okay, make sure your weapons are charged up fully, all right? As Rawhead tries to kill Howard, his wife picks up the weapon and activates. Must be a switch or something, all right? Stopping Rawhead from killing Howard, a ray of light comes out of the weapon and hits Rawhead, hurting him. Oh, man, he is hurt. See the bloody picture there, kids? You don't? Oh, I'm going to turn the page. There you go. See all that? Howard realized that it has to be a woman for it to work. That's right, kids. Then the form of a woman appears from the stone and shoots an electric rays through the stones and into Rawhead's body, knocking him to the ground. Burr, burr, burr. Oh, no, it hurts me. I'm going to the ground. Oh. Uh, yeah. After a four, few more blasts, about three precise, Rawhead is drained and weakened to the point where he has no hair and has aged. That's Mel Baldness right there. Finally, he falls to the ground with Howard's wife dropping the weapon in with him. Rawhead is smashed under giant stones and finished. Both Howard and his wife cry in light of it being over. Good. In the end, the boy from the trailer park places flowers on Andy Johnson's grave. Remember Andy Johnson from the beginning, kids? Good, yes, good memory. As he walks away, Rawhead emerges from the ground and roars, Sequel! Sequel! The end, kids. Hey guys, is your Dodge Daytona full of gas but your tank is empty? Has a member of your rogue pirate team been found naked with his eyes missing and you need a shake? Do you need to feed your appetite after racing across the plains? You know where to go. Big K's Burgers. We have the food ready and the music loud. Big K's is the coolest place in the desert. We have awesome fries, killer shakes, and the burgers. Well, it's in our name. All served up just the way you love it. So come on and have some fun in the sun. That's Big K's Burgers. 2755 yeah, my bro gave it to me. Why? You're coming with us. You have the right to remain silent. Coming with you? What for? Do the names Packard and his gang mean anything to you? Those aren't really names. A wise guy, huh? Help! And so Billy found himself on trial for the road crimes of the Wraith. <laughs> 
Sir, can you repeat for the jury what you just told us? Let me remind you that you are under oath. A guy, a stranger, came into town. He hung around for a few days and then split. Took Carrie with him. The missing girl? And he just gave you his car? The same car used to take out the road pirates? The same road pirates who like your Thousand Island sandwiches? Hamburgers, the way you love. Why is that so hard to understand? Sorry, Thousand Island burgers. You're in a lot of trouble, Billy. I'm just a burger cook. You're the road pirate killer. That has a ring to it. You're going away for a long time. Calgon, take me away. So, what are you in for? My ghost brother gave me a car. Oh yeah? Me too. Alright folks, that's gonna do it for this episode. Hope you had a good time with Sherilyn Finn and myself and Sherilyn Finn and uh and Clint Howard. Clint Howard and Canyon Love. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid for sure. So uh hey guys, just appreciate you hanging out with us. If you want to talk about this movie and how much you love it, jump on the pages, throw that stuff out there. Uh, yeah, let's just keep the conversation going this stuff. If you haven't heard already, we're going to start trying to crank out an episode every week. So a little different format from what we've been doing. But uh, we hope it's going to be even more fun than we were having before so you get twice the bang for your buck. That's kind of what we're shooting for. And we want to keep you guys engaged. I mean, what's working, what's not. You're the people who we're making it for. So if you say, you know, we don't like the new segments, I'll well, give them a little time first, but you know, we, <laughs> we don't like the new segments or we don't like the new format, you know, just let us know so we can change things to better suit your needs. That's right. We are here for your needs. Come smell the difference. Come smell the difference. Yeah. Two tamales coming right up. And if you want to uh, post pictures of shirtless Charlie Sheen on the page, then that's okay. Yep. Yeah. We won't fuss. Nope. So, till next episode, folks. We'll see you then. Au revoir. Canyon love. Canyon love. Well, the wraith is gone, and Packard's gang is all dead. All but Rughead. And he was kind of innocent. When things like this happen, and a tyrant holds sway on your hometown, it's like there's no way out. Stick in there. Stand up to them. And when you die, you can return to make things right. Spectral powers and super vehicles are the only way to get through to some folks. So don't give up. Things get better for those who are persistent. So as always, remember, stay humble. Be fearless, and actions speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everybody. Members of the audience will receive the following... Classic Curves by Dittos, The Pants for Feel Good Company. A gift certificate from Maruchan Ramen Noodles. Rice-a-roni. All guests receive a copy of the Helming Home Game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of 
Mark Allison, Lois Bennett, Court Psyops, Vanessa Crocker, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Hail Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.